Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father, we thank you at this moment. We just come before you for light. Wisdom, revelation, knowledge, inspiration. We pray, God, that my audience will receive life from that which is going to come forth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, on Wednesday, I shared with us on the street of gold. And this is going to be part two. I'm continuing with that. Is that okay? Because there's something specific and there's something unique about that that you need to know on the issue of the street of gold. And we said our text is taken from Revelation 21 and then verse 21. The scripture says, And talking about the 12 gates were 12 pills, and every strip gate was of one pill, and the street of the city was pure gold. As it was transparent glass. And we try to make us understand that the whole of this chapter is talking about the church. Hallelujah. And we can find that again from verse number 10 of the same passage in Revelation 21. And then verse 21, verse 10, in Revelation 21, verse 10 says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain. And show me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending from heaven, I mean of heaven from God. It's descending out of heaven from God. The holy Jerusalem or heavenly Jerusalem. Now this is the bride's wife. And the next verse we can read again, it says, having the glory of God. And the light was unto like most I mean, so most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Having the glory of God. And I try to make you understand, when we talk about a bride getting married to a man, the next thing that happens is the woman changes her identity. And that identity has to do with the name. It changes the first name that she was bearing. He changes her surname to the surname of the man to actually indicate that they have become one. We are having the glory of God because we have become the bride of Christ. Are you still there with me? Hallelujah. So now, remember, the Bible made us understand how that even man is God's glory. Let's make man in our image and after likeness and let them have dominion. You must begin to follow up to realize that man is actually the glory of God. Even as Christ was, his full express image and glory of God. Like we find in Hebrews chapter 1. Christ is the express image and the glory of God. Hebrews 1 verse 3. Amen? Alright. So, here we find that we're talking about the streets in this city. And I tried to make us understand that the Bible didn't say streets. It says streets. That means one street. And by simple understanding, we've got to realize 
that that one street is no other person but Christ himself. Is that okay? For I made you to understand that the street is a people at the end of it. You need to take time to go listen to that message again and again and again. And we're getting good reports all over the world coming in for those who listen to that message and those who read on it. I'm going to write it on Facebook because we posted it on Facebook. And so, I want you to go back and begin to study that and know exactly who you are. I made you to understand that the word street is another way of saying the way. A street is simply a way. Jesus said that I am the way. So it's another way of saying I am the street that leads to God. Hallelujah. But I want to show you something this morning again that will make you understand actually that when we talk about streets, we are actually dealing with people. Look at Isaiah 51 verse 22. Isaiah 51 verse 22. Thus said the Lord that God, and that God that pleaded the cause of his people, Behold, I've taken out of the hand the cup of trembling, and I wish I can get an amen to that. Even the dregs of the cup of my fury, God is not angry with you. Thou shalt no more drink it again. Can I hear an amen? amen? But I will put it into the hand of them that afflict you. Who have said to thy soul, Bow down, that they go over, and thou hast laid thy body as a ground, and as what? As the streets to them that walk over. He's saying there are some men that say, now, if you take time to study this in the first place, he's actually talking about the early times when kings go to war and they conquer other kings or whatever the case may be. They bring them back home and they use them as tools. Uh, let me give you a simple illustration here. Joshua, before I begin to apply it, Joshua 10 verse 24. This is what Joshua said. Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war that went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. That means they have become strict. That means a conquering spirit. That's what we're talking about. Put your legs or your feet upon the necks of these kings so they become strict. For those that conquered them. All the kings that were conquered. They were subdued. That's what he's talking about. Now when Isaiah is using that word. He's saying the same thing concerning Israel. And God is telling them. Those who have conquered you. Those who have abused you. I am going to turn against them. I'm taking you from their hands. Praise the living God. But the word that Isaiah used. Is so profound. What did he say? Men are said to your soul, bow down that you may walk over. And you did that, so you become straight unto them. What's the meaning of that? He's talking about a situation. What is in your soul? Your soul is your personality, your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. You know, and that is your soul. So we're talking about a people. When you become a street for people to walk through, it means you have no mind of your own anymore. You come to a place where people dictate your life. 
You come to a place where all manner of news and information dictates your life. You become a street for men to walk on. They are dictating everything that, you know, you've come to a place where it's hard to be the prophet, maybe, to tell you how to live. You are a street for someone to walk on. When men begin to control your intellect, men begin to control your mind, men begin to control even what you should, you should eat, if I may use the word, you become a street for people to walk on. The men that said to your soul, bow down. And you bow down yourself on the ground that they have to walk over you as a street. This is what the Bible is telling us. So we've come to a place where you have, you lose your independency in God. And now men are the ones controlling and dictating your life. You have become a street, but you're supposed to walk through. Praise the living God. Yeah, you've lost the power of independent life as God has given it to you. Yeah, you have been controlled outside of within. The Bible tells us Christ's spirit is within us. But now we find another spirit controlling you outside of the Christ spirit. You become a street for people to walk through. Yeah, you have no control as to what tomorrow holds. You don't even have a future. You don't have a mind. You, you, you have nothing to project. You can't think ahead. You have no goals. Because you are living on the dictate of what people tell you. You become a street for men to walk through. Hallelujah. Here we are talking about every dictate that comes from outside of you. You have no contribution about your life. You don't see nothing. You can't even dream about the future. Everything you do is completely determined by somebody outside of you. You become a street to just go to walk through. Are you listening to me? He said, for those who say you have to bow down your soul, that will walk through. Hallelujah. So when you begin to respond to the dictates of other men and opinions, they are nothing but streets that you become for them to walk through. They have conquered you. They have subdued you. Now they are dictating to you how you can live your life. Now I'm not saying not take counsel. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a big difference between the counsel that comes from God. For it sounds like Jethro we have to speak to Moses. As opposed to when men control your life. Is anybody understanding what I'm talking about? There are two big differences. Very big difference. There's a place for life control. There's a place for counsel. You certainly can take counsel from people. But we have men that try to dictate your life. And when men begin to dictate your life, that means they have conquered you. And the place by which men conquered you is your soul. Is that okay? At this stage, you've lost complete control of yourself. Fear is gripping you. Doubt all over your mind. You don't even have a goal for the future. You don't have a mind for tomorrow. You can't think straight. You have to depend on every, I mean, someone else all the time to tell you what to do. You become completely conquered. Many streets are not about what people, like I'm trying to say. Not just literal streets that we find in our communities or cities. Streets are people. So when we read in Revelation 21 verse 21, again, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, every single gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. The street of the city, like I said before, 
pay with pure gold as it were transparent means the transparency is the symbol of purity it is full of clarity that's what the bible is telling us here the street like i mentioned to you is no other person than jesus christ which eventually have become a people of god praise the living god amen let's begin to trace something again for you this morning for you to grasp what i'm talking about go with me to genesis 3 and verse 14. genesis 3 verse 14. hallelujah and the lord god said the lord god unto the serpents because i have done this that cause above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon their belly shall they go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life are we together dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life but i have a question for you you see snakes do you see snakes eating dust what is the food for snake think about it for a moment at least you have an idea biologically speaking snake doesn't eat dust they eat proteins proteinous food maybe like incense maybe like frogs maybe like worms are we together fish snake doesn't eat dust so what dust is god referring to here think about it hallelujah but don't miss it dust is going to be your food is that okay but like i'm saying snake doesn't eat dust in fact i remember in the village those days snakes would come to the house where these chickens were and they picked the eggs snake doesn't eat dust otherwise they won't come looking for chicken looking for eggs and whatever the case may be so what dust is this that god is talking about here what is it that god has commanded the snake to feed on can i show it to you psalm 103 verse 13. i want you to be careful about what i'm sharing this morning pay close attention because you see we've been controlled by other spirits other forces other powers and that is for the man that is still on the dust level look what i mean psalm 102 103 verse 13 like as a father pity his children so the lord pity them that fear him can i hear an amen look at verse 14 critical for what he knew it our frame he remembered that we are what we are dust did you see it let us sink in no no forget don't forget this he said dust is going to be your food now your scripture is saying god pitieth man he gave pity to man he sympathizing with man because he remembered that we are what we are dust what that means is the enemy feeds on you and especially in your soul realm your mindset the control of the power of the enemy is in your mind i've explained this to you some time ago 
Why do you think there was this reed upon the head of Jesus Christ? The reed of thorns. The Bible said, by his stripe you are healed. Remember that? The whip him, the bruise him, spare him as the case may be. Then plated a reed of thorns are placed on his head. Why do you think they placed the reed on, on the head of Jesus? It's for your sake. That he may destroy the mindsets of the Adamic life that's in you. With the reed, your mind is redeemed. That is why in Revelation 14 you find that the name of the Father is written on the forehead of all the water of 44,000. A new mind, a new thought, a new spirit is given to you. Are you listening to me? The devil feeds on your soul. Let me show you what that means. Look at Psalm 119 verse 25. 119 verse 25. Dalit, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Praise the living God. Did you get that? My soul cleaveth unto the dust. That means I've not been able to come out of the state of the fallen life. The devil is still feasting on me because the question was, I mean the mind was what? Let your, you, I mean the dust should be your food. So it's like David is saying, man, my soul is not active. I'm still living to the dust. That means I'll be controlled by another factor. Are you listening to me? Praise the living God. And so David is saying, come my soul, you better wake up. Get out of the dust realm that the serpent was supposed to be feeding on. Let my intellect be awoken. Let my mind come alive again. Let me come to that place of saying, let this might be you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let me be awoken from the dust realm. He remembered that we are dust. And so like a father pities his children, so also the Lord pities his people. For I remember exactly that we are dust. And the dust was the food of the serpent. Hallelujah. So when you're walking in the realm of this dust realm, you are actually being controlled by another spirit, by another power, satanic influence, whatever the case may be. That's how the dust. I mean, the serpent feed on the dust. Like I told you, the serpent does not feed on humans. It does not feed on dust. I mean, it eats on protein. It takes fish. Praise the living God. So man was the thing that God said the serpent should feed on. And so David is crying out here, Oh my God, my soul cleaver to the dust. I'm still in that realm. That the enemy is totally having complete dominion and power over. But my soul, you need to wake up. Quicken thou me according to that word. So one of the things that gets you out of the realm of the dust is what? The word of God. How much of the word has actually come into your spirit? How much of the word has come into your mind? How much of the word is, I mean, are you feeding on? Think about it. Praise the living God. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I mean, life comes from the word of God. To overcome the dust realm, you need more of the word of God in your life. Praise the living God. 
Go with me to the book of Job. Job 28. Verse number 1. Job 28 verse number 1. Surely there is a vein for the silver. And a place for gold. <laughs> Where they find it. That's the refining process. There's a place for receiver. And he said there is a vein. The word vein actually means a going forth. That is an address, the place, an exit. I'm going to proceed to spring forth. There's a vein for receiver. And a place for the gold where it's refined. In other words, for gold to come forth pure, or receiver to come forth pure. It goes through a process. Are you listening to me? And remember, we are we have received the gold we're talking about is the divine nature of God. I tried to explain that to you in the previous study. The gold we're talking about is the divine nature of God, which we have put on, which is actually the streets that we're talking about now, the way, the process by which the life of God flows through. Praise the living God. Surely there is a vein. Now you take a take a leaf. You begin to look at it, see how the veins goes. And now the vein also is what carries life, if you think about it, in human body. Hallelujah. The process of life, blood flows through the vein. There is a vein. Now there's a process. There is a way by which the life of God is purified and processed in our lives. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Look at verse 5 of Job 28. Verse 5 of Job 28. As for the earth, out of it come bread. Now, what do you think about that? Hmm. As for the earth, out of it come bread. What, what, what bread is this? Okay, plant your food, whatever the case may be, fine. But don't forget one thing. Scripture made us to understand. As we are born the image of the earthy, you shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And Jesus said, I'm the bread of life that came down from heaven. We become bread out of this earth. Life is coming forth. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and he turned up as it were fire. Look at verse 6. The stones of it are the places of fire. And he have doors of gold. Hallelujah. Now listen closely. First of all, in Genesis 3, we are told Satan must feed on dust. Is that okay? Right. But people of God, you listen closely to this. When this dust becomes dust of gold, Satan can't feed on dust of gold. He only feeds on dust. You are putting on the divine nature of God. Though you are a human being, Satan can't feed on you anymore. This is dust of gold. That's why the Bible said we have the divine nature. And then he said we have this treasure where? In earthen vessels. We come into the place in God. By putting on the divine nature of God. That Satan cannot afflict you in any way. Jesus made a statement. The prince of the world cometh. But he shall find nothing in me. Why? I walk in the divine nature of God. I'm putting on the doors of gold. Hallelujah. Is that okay? Praise the living God. And so, when you read Revelation 3 verse 18, 
When I have time for that, he simply tells you, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried where? In the fire. That I may be rich and white raiment, that I may be clothed, and that the shame of the nakedness will not appear. And I know the earth with eyes of that I may see. Praise the living God. Amen. So back again to that job 28. And look at that verse number 6 again and 7. Look at this. The stones of it are place of sapphire. And it had dust of gold. I want you to mark that in your Bible. Dust of gold is not just dust. Hallelujah. And look at verse number 7. There is a part. No foul know it. Oh glory. Are you listening to me? There is a part. No foul know it. And with the vultures I have not seen. What do vultures do? Vultures eat on their stuff. How many of you remember that? We talk about the fowls of the air. And the, the, the fowlers. All of those things. Speaking of spirits that feast on people. But there is a place in God. Where the fowls can never see. There is a part where no fowl know it. Hallelujah. This is a part where you put on the dust of gold. The fowl can't touch you. The vultures have never seen it. They can't perceive it. They can't touch it. They can't get close enough to it. Oh my God. At this stage, when you put on the dust of gold with the divine nature of God, you are no longer having a foul smell that attracts the vultures. Are you captured what I'm talking about? The vultures can literally see far away. Dead bodies. And they want to move in there. But when you put on the dust of gold, there is nothing that attracts the vultures. Listen. We don't... We are praying. I have no problem with all the prayer we are doing. But this is not where you overcome coronavirus. You ought to have overcome coronavirus before now. The divine nature of God is what protects you. The vultures cannot perceive it. Coronavirus, even we cannot perceive it. And I'm not afraid to say that. For the Bible says there is a part which no foul know it. And with the vultures I have not seen. There is a part. That's what verse 1 says. There is a vein. Hallelujah. Are you following this? It's not just now. We ought to have been clothed with the divine nature of God. And not now fighting. This is not the time to fight. You ought to have overcome the dust realm. Glory to God. Are we still following this? Look at verse 8. The lion's whip have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. Who is the lion? The devil. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So look at the picture here. The fowls doesn't know about it. The vultures have not seen it. The lions can't pass through it. Oh my God. I'm talking about you coming to the place where all of these powers 
cannot have influence over your life because now you have become the street of gold you are putting on the dust of gold are you still there with me yes god permitted the serpent to feed on dust but not dust of gold and that is who you are right now you were once dust but now you're dust of gold hallelujah and he does stay the fowls can't pass through it they don't even know the vultures have never seen it the devil itself can't walk through that path and again jesus said the priest of the world cometh, but it shall find nothing in me we need the divine nature of god we need the glory of god we need the covering of the father upon our lives i'm saying there's a place you come to in life no power can perceive where you are this is coming to the secret place of the most high and all other things around you they can perceive your hiding place you don't have what attracts the vultures anymore you put it on the dust of gold hallelujah are you still here is this too deep for you hallelujah i want you to understand it to know that this christianity thing we practice it it's not just all this religious thing we're talking about it is life and life and life and life and nothing else glory to god i share with us on wednesday was a friday friday prayer meeting how many of you remember in history why do you think john the beloved was banished to the island of patmos where they were killing all the people the disciples and apostles of jesus christ they came to john and they could do nothing to him and so they put a big drum of oil and start to heat it up and they carried him inside the drum boiling drum of oil nothing affected his skin and they said this man will be a wizard let's get him out of this place that's why they sent to island of patmos because they couldn't kill him they have to banish him because the man knew so much about life read the whole book of john he tells you nothing but what life everywhere you read it's all about life the more you know about life the more you become life hallelujah i'm talking about the dust of gold not just dust but dust that have become gold and the devil had no power he was not commissioned to eat the dust of gold he was commissioned to eat dust but you are no longer dust you are now the dust of gold are you with me this is a realm that the vultures can't see the realm that the lions swim the feet of the lions have not passed through it the fowl doesn't even know anything about that it's a realm in god hallelujah are you listening to me i had a good time i dreamed this night it strengthened me what i'm talking about i said the lord knew exactly what i wanted to share with you see we must move beyond all of this tradition we are having now you're going to be home for two weeks how will your life be it's not about being in church it's about living the life that you receive from church so the test is as you go back home for these two weeks how is your life going to be like glory to god you don't have to look on the things that are coming upon their path. luke 21 26 men's heart fell in there for fear 
for observing, for looking on those things that are coming upon the face of the earth. But friends, we are putting on the new nature. We, we can't be feasted upon by any silly virus. I'm saying it with all boldness. I'm, I'm declaring it and I know it. Praise the living God. How do you like that passage? <laughs> when I read that all the time, I just simply say, God, I need to walk in a higher realm. I need to move in a higher realm. Because God intends you to make a declaration of who he is and who you are right here on the face of the earth. That's why I say you become the praise of his glory. What killed others are not supposed to kill you. What destroyed men is not supposed to destroy you. What men are afraid of shouldn't be fair to your life. Glory to God. Are you following me? Now go with me again to Job 22 and verse 22. I wish you can capture what Job said in Job 28. <laughs> I wish you can capture that. The dust of gold. Job 22 verse 22. Receive, I pray thee, the Lord from his mouth. And lay up his words in thy heart. Can I hear an amen? If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. If thou return, lawlessness, that's what it means by iniquity. Is that okay? You put iniquity far from your tabernacles. As you return to the Lord, and by his grace we have returned to him. Hallelujah. Verse 24. Then shall I lay up what? Gold as dust. Glory to God. When you return to the Lord, what do you lay up? Gold as dust. In place of dust. Somebody said this is talking about work. Yes, I know. But in the prophetic language, is talking about the divine nature of God. Are you there with me? You lay up gold as dust. <laughs> that is to say, you move beyond the realm to which the devil can feast on. Are you listening to me? Now you passive in spirit, you walk in the spirit, you go beyond the realm that the enemy can easily assess. You come to the place where the devil can easily assess your life. You are laying up gold in place of dust. I wish I could get the witness. Hallelujah. And the gold of a fire are the stones of the brook. The word of fire means dust, namely gold dust. Instead of gold of dust, it's simply gold dust. That means there is a realm in God. Where the ordinary dust become gold. That dust become gold dust. <laughs> are you still there with me? And so people tell you, oh, come on man, it's nothing. You are just dust. Yes, for the natural man, you are just dust. But for the man that move into the realm of God, your dust is gold dust. You are not just ordinary dust. We are talking about the divine nature of God. 
that permeates our body. This is gold dust. And I'm saying the devil doesn't have the power to feast on gold dust. But he can feast on dust. Yes, but not on gold dust. Hallelujah. So the enemy have no dominion over your life, have no power over your life. What about powers that be? They don't have control over your life. You have moved beyond the realm of being just ordinary dust. Now you are gold dust. Are you following me? Look at verse 25. Yeah, the Almighty shall be thy defense. And that word defense means gold. Glory to God. I wish you can capture what I'm showing with you this morning. You see, that word defense in the Hebrew means gold. Yeah, the Almighty shall become thy gold. What gold? The gold dust. And thou shalt have plenty of silver. What is silver? Strength. Now, you begin at the point to understand something again. God speaks of the divine nature of God. I think I tried to make you see that. Hallelujah. God speaks of the divine nature of God. Your character of God, if you will. Silver means redemption. It's time for redemption. It's time for words and understanding. A receiver. Brass speaks of judgment. I don't have time to share scriptures with you on that. But when we're going to deal with metals and their meaning, I'll make you see that. Brass speaks of judgment. Bronze speaks of sin. That's why I find the book of Numbers. You know, the bronze was up there on the pole. So that whoever looks on it is set free. And Jesus said in John 3, even as Moses lifted up the serpent of wilderness, the serpent was serpent of bronze, which was judgment upon sin of brass. And so, what I want you to see there is when the scripture says, what did he say? Going to lay up here. He said that I have plenty of what? Of silver. He's not just talking about money. Full redemption, continuous redemption from all realms. Your soul is redeemed. I mean, your spirit is redeemed. Your soul is being redeemed. Your body shall also be redeemed. You shall have plenty of redemption. All of the flow of God's life coming to your life. That's what he's saying. Is that okay? Because Siva speaks of redemption. Gold speaks of what? The divine nature of God. Brass speaks of judgment. That's why in Deuteronomy 28, the Bible was saying, if you don't hike into me, if you don't do what I'm asking you to do, your heaven shall be what? Brass. Have you read that? Good. So what he say? Your heaven shall be brass means no sustenance, no success, no... I mean, just think about that. That means judgment. you got to study all these things and understand what God is saying. So that you don't read like you are reading a novel. This book is not a novel. It's a spiritual book inspired by the Spirit. And you have to read in the light of the Spirit to understand what God is saying. Are you still there with me? So you look at it and say, yeah, the Almighty shall be thy gold and thou shall have plenty of redemption. Glory to God. Are you there with me? Redemption, defense, strength, plenty of it at any point in time. Wherever you find yourself, the defense of God is readily available. Why? Because you have the dust of gold. God has become your dust, which is gold. 
your defense. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Praise the living God. So like I said, you put on all of this thing, you change situation. Go to verse 26. For then shall I have the likes. I mean, thou shall have the light that serve in the Almighty and shall lift up thy face unto God. Verse 27. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, listen closely, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay the vows. Are you sitting there with me? Now, because your prayers can easily be answered, you can pay your vows. How is that coming to be? You put in them, you don't have plenty of silver, you have gold in place of dust. You are completely new. You pray to God. God answers you. Now look at the next thing. Thou shalt also decree a thing. And it shall come and shall be what? Established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon what? Upon thy ways. When you put on the doors of gold. You pray. God answers you. And quickly too. You can decree a thing for yourself. And it shall be established. What I mean is thy purposes shall not be disappointed, but ratified by God. And in all thy counsel and action, God shall give thee the light of his direction and governance and of comfort and success. That's what it means to be established. You shall decree a thing for yourself and it shall be established. And again, I want you to see what it means to be established. It means your purposes shall not be disappointed. But rather God will ratify them. And in all that counsel and action, your thought pattern, the things you are projecting for, God shall give thee the light of his direction and governance. And of comfort and what? Success. That means you come to a place where even your thoughts are being responded to by God. You come to a place where before you pray, God has answered. You've come to a place where that which you want, God, God gives you direction on how to achieve it, on how to receive it. You've come to that place. How? Because you become the dust of gold. Praise the living God. Are we still here? That's what it means. Success. You shall be established. That means you're going to be established in whatever thing your mind is focusing on. You're going to be established in that which you are determined to do. You're going to be established. This is when God directs your footsteps. This is when God guides your footsteps. Why and how? Because you're putting on the divine nature of God, which is gold. Hallelujah. Things around you are changing. Not because of struggles. Because you're wearing what? The divine nature of God. You are not just an ordinary dust. You are the dust of gold. God has changed everything about you. God has changed that which was lowered so that the Satan can feed on it. Right now, Satan can't feast on you. The vultures can't feast on you. The lion doesn't even know the path that you are walking in. For there is a vein. Where the silver and the gold is refined. 
There is a process. There is a way that Satan can't even discover. The vulture can't discover it. God has brought you to that place. You are in such a great realm that even right now, Satan, all of those things, they have lost contact. They have lost direction. They can't locate you. They can't find you anymore. Praise the living God. You receive it, a new nature with the divine nature of God. I want you to capture what I'm talking about. And when all the things are done, when you start living in this realm, and the next thing is, when you pray, you are not just praying, you are decreeing a thing. You know what it means to decree? Decree is completely different from prayers. You see, when Jesus was prophesied about that he was going to be born in Bethlehem, he took a decree to bring that to pass in Luke chapter 2. How many of you understand that? When a man gives a decree, it means he's come to the place of authority. Kings rule by decree. Are you listening to me? Right. So Augustus Caesar made a decree that everyone should be taxed in his own village. That's how they carried Jesus to Bethlehem. No more prophecy. Now it's a decree. So you see, you can have prophecy, you decree a thing, and it comes to pass. Prophecy alone does not establish that which you are supposed to have. Are you following me? So now, when you come to the place of decrees, you come into the place where you are walking in authority and the power of God. When you decree a thing, it shall be established. That is to say, God responds to it, God put the seal on it, and God is bringing that thing to pass without delay. The devil can't stop your prayer at this point. The enemy can't stop your prayer at this point. In fact, they don't even know what you're praying about right now. When you come to the realm of decrees, because you're just making the decree and it's been established, heaven rectify that which you are decreeing. I'm trying to wake you up to say, you must begin to live beyond the level that you're living now. Praise the living God, somebody. It's about time you grow up. It's about time you realize who you are. It's about time you move beyond the ordinary and become exactly who God has ordained you to be. And who are you today? Dust of gold. Hallelujah. You're no longer just dust. I keep on repeating this. Dust was meant for the serpent. God remembered that we are dust. He decided to come to assist us. He know that our framework is so much in the story. He decided to come and fix it. And what's the next thing? He gave into us the place of the dust of gold. To put on what? The divine nature of God. And like we said last time, in the first part of this message, the way by which you put on the divine nature of God is through knowledge. Like Peter would say, Hallelujah. You remember that? It's true knowledge. True knowledge. True knowledge. That's why David was shouting and saying, Oh my soul. Quicken down me, oh Lord. By what? By the word. Quicken down me. Let me get out of this realm of being a dust. For my soul cleaves to the dust. And as long as your soul is cleaved to the dust, the Satan will have right to feast on you, to direct you, to guide you, to intimidate you. I mean, man can literally intimidate you because your soul is cleaved to the dust. And so David said, Oh my God, quicken thou my soul through thy word. You come to the place of divine knowledge and the wisdom of God. 
You're putting on the divine nature of God. You're putting on what I'm talking about. You're becoming dust of gold. And I repeat again. As a dust of gold, Satan has no power over you. The lion cannot walk in that realm. The fowls of the air cannot walk in that realm. The vulture cannot perceive anything there. Because there is nothing that is perforated. There's nothing smelly. It's not nothing stinking about you. Because you put it on a new nature. Vultures can only feed on things which are already decaying. Are you still there with me? That is why you can't be walking around with Adam anymore. Adam is dead, decomposing. You move on into a new realm. Are you still there with me? Satan is allowed to feast on the Adamic land, but is never allowed and doesn't have the fullness or the guarantee to feast on the divine nature of God. That's what God has said we should be. I made you to understand God's nature is gold because the ark was clothed with gold. Plated with gold, the two cherubim was made of gold. That was the nature of God. And that's what God is calling us into. That's what God is revealing to us. That's what God is sharing with us. But you see, we've lost understanding about these things and we are pursuing things that are of no relevance. You see, even if the success you're talking about, you just decree a thing because first of all, you've been able to attain to the place of being what? The doors of gold. When you make a decree, the Bible says, the day you decree shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon what? Upon thy ways. Understanding will come. Revelations will come. Guidance will come. You'll be able to know what to do and what not to do part time. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Even in business, you will have a complete guidance of the Spirit of God. Because you put in a word, the divine nature of the Father. He has become your defense, which is your goal. And you're now having plenty, plenty, plenty of what? Of silver, which speaks of redemption. So much of redemption of life. Every day, you're moving from one realm to another level. You're moving from one realm to another realm. You're moving from just being an actual person to a divine person. You're moving from just being a human being to a divine being. You're moving from just being a human being to becoming a God being. Hallelujah. I told you that some time ago. Kingdom of God simply means God's kind of being. Is that okay? Oh, did you understand what I mean there? God's kind of being. That's what it means. Kingdom of God. God's kingdom. Because you see, like I said before, you have the fish kingdom, the animal kingdom, the reptile kingdom, and then you come to God's kingdom. So all of those things, they have the same peculiarity. So everything about those kingdoms have to manifest in the life of those who are in that kingdom. So if you're born from above, you are in kingdom of God, and God has a divine nature, you have to put on a divine nature. Hallelujah. That's what God has called us to be. So it's not just about religion. It's not just about singing and dancing. Good as that may be. We've gone beyond that. We must move beyond that and come to face the reality. Who am I right now? Am I a sea dust? Why is the man enemy feasting on me? You know, I keep on telling you here. I hate to hear when you come to say, Oh, I was sleeping and one wish pressed me. I hate to hear that. That is you still being dust. No power of the air, remember that, have access to the divine nature. 
So how is a witch coming to oppress you in the night? What, what were you doing when he was pressing you? What, what were you doing? Who are you? No, you can allow that. You got to move beyond that realm. Hallelujah. Come on, am I helping somebody this morning? You must move beyond that realm. You must go beyond that realm. No. None of those powers. Go back again and read it. The fowls of the air, the vultures, the lions. The Bible said they have no access to this divine nature. So when we're talking of eternal security in God, absolutely right. You can come to that place. But the time you put on the divine nature of God, you are secured. Hallelujah. You are completely secured. You have insurance. And you have assurance. Hallelujah. I told you some time ago here, I have a friend of mine in those days when I was not yet in the faith. He was traveling from Bauchi State to Joss. And on the road, he discovered that there was a little charm that was given to him. This charm, as long as in his pocket, if an accident is about to happen, he will vanish from the car. And though halfway the journey, he realized he forgot the charm. He has to come out of the vehicle, go back to Bauchi State to get the charm before continuing the journey. The life of man is dependent on Amalek and those things that are made. But your life is dependent on God. Praise the living God. If man can so believe that they can have little things in their pocket that can save them from danger and hands, you also, glory to God, you have Christ in you, you can be delivered. That is where faith comes in. That's where belief comes in. For faith without work is dead. That is to say, what you believe, you have to work it out. It becomes faith. You can't mix the two. You have to, you see, faith is not just, I, I believe, I mean, I mean, you got to believe, and in your believing, you work it out. It becomes faith. Not enough to believe. For faith without work is dead. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? If you are come to believe this, you must leave it out in your homes, wherever you find yourself. That I have become the dust of gold. And the enemy have no part in my life. The devil cannot touch me. The vultures cannot perceive me. Because now I'm spelling the glory of God. Not just a fortification of Adam. I'm not dust, I'm dust of gold. Hallelujah. I'm not dust. I'm what? I'm the dust of gold. You must know that. When you come to that level, my friend, reality will be done in on you. And even the enemy gets to know this man has moved beyond what we thought he used to be. They say the lion's worms have not even passed through this part. The vulture's eyes have not seen it. The fires of the air, they can't even perceive the direction. Man, you change your identity. You change your focus. You change your place of establishment. You change your home. You receive a new address. The enemy cannot trace you anymore. Praise God, somebody. Stand up and let's talk to the Father.
Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.